Hey, it's John, a cut above horror review episode number 86 women in horror month. Uh, we're bringing on special guest, Nicole from light and shadow podcast, talking about the movie American Mary from 2013. Great discussion. Unfortunately, Jacqueline under the weather this week, but, uh, she will do a little, uh, check in with us later on. So, uh, enjoy episode 86, a cut above horror review, American Mary, 2013 women in horror month. It starts now. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to a Cut Above Horror Review. I'm your temporary host, Hydrobert. Jacqueline is under the weather today. She will not be joining us. Um, but we do have a special guest. Uh, I think it's a seventh time now. Uh, Nicole from Light and Shadow podcast what up guys what up hey <laughs> thanks for joining tonight of course and we have john john how you doing i'm doing so well uh thanks heidsberg uh nicole welcome back for your nine millionth time um <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we had you here last year too for uh women in hormone yeah, I think maybe you did. I can't remember what the movie was, though. It wasn't uh, Tatan, was it? Yeah, it was yes. Yes. yes, it was. Pick. Yeah, it was Tatan. Yeah, Tatan. Tatan. Uh, and we kind of we kind of cribbed uh, Women in Horror Month uh, from you anyway. So We absolutely did. It's only right we had mm. you on for one of those episodes. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. I'm glad that my constant waving of the flag has influenced other podcasts. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, Nicole, is that we're going to do this every single year because that you have led us down this path of where we need to recognize it. Uh, like last week, we did Revenge, and it was just – it was – a lot of fun to do and and i think we do need to recognize women in horror whether it's a director a producer a the score writer uh the yeah, cast it's a fantastic theme yeah it's it's also uh it's getting easier to do guys because i remember when i first started on this journey when i would notice that a woman directed a horror movie or produced one it was like oh of note so on my Women in Horror Month episode that I'm releasing later this week, um, I'm actually talking about sort of where we are with women in horror and how it it really has become easier to find stuff made by women. So I think that we have made a lot of progress in the past decade or so. So if you want to hear more of my thoughts about that, um, you can tune in to that episode. I agree with that. I, I mean, what you get, what you have done with this podcast is phenomenal because it's not just, it's not a review because I loved your, your menu ep episode, uh, you and yeah, uh, Randy from straight chilling podcast. That was fantastic. But I mean, you've kind of taken the reins of women in horror month and it should be celebrated. But I mean, the fact that you're doing it again this year is has inspired us to do it. So, yeah, it's something that's always just been really important to me. When I finally did realize that, like, oh, this is like a special thing, because I didn't always like think about it. Like, when you're a kid or a teenager, you don't think about like how movies get made. And then when I did finally realize that, like, oh, like women can do this, I just started paying attention. Um, and it's become something that's really important to me. And then I've also realized that, you know, there are filmmakers 
and producers and film executives that are women. And, you know, they're the ones getting like the horror made. But other women like me and like Jacqueline who are in this space, who are part of the conversation, it's like, well, we're women in horror too. Like we yeah, might not absolutely. be making the movies, but we still count like we're part of the community. And so that when I started looking at myself as as a woman in horror um, and not just a consumer, um, you know, that's been kind of like a, a big thing for me too. So I'm glad that um, me constantly promoting and like pointing things out and bringing up the, when women uh, are involved in creation, I'm glad that it's resonated with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your, your episode last year with Jacqueline was really good. And I've listened to the one you did. You've done them twice, right? Or three times. I've done four, four. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it must be empowering to like, think of yourself as, um, to realize that like, Hey, wait a minute. Like I'm one of these women in horror now, like you, you have an, you have a voice, you're in your influencer. You know what I mean? And you're bringing films or stories to people that they're not aware of, maybe. And, you know, broadening their horizons and our horizons to us, dumb guys you know, who aren't aware of <laughs> That's all the women in heart. So. <laughs> We're yeah, well, I'm, I'm really uh, it's, it's admirable that you guys have kind of taken that torch and ran with it. So thanks for that. Hey, let me ask you, do you think Deborah Hill was the kind of the renaissance of that? Or do you think I, I, it, it, well, it was somebody before? I think, I mean, there were definitely women in the genre before her, um, sure. but she she's she's definitely one of the really important, I think, modern women in horror um, because, you know, not a lot of people realized that she was right there with John Carpenter. Um, she was his producer. And so she had a lot of input, especially early on. She helped write some of his stuff, mm -hmm. um, specifically a lot of the female dialogue in Halloween, I've heard, is credited to her. And um, she was a force. And I can't remember which podcast it was, but there was somebody uh, who, you know, they closely follow the work of John Carpenter. And they posited that, like, his work started to drop off when Deborah Hill was no longer involved. And I was like... That's a bold claim. Um, but she, yeah, she's she's been really important, I think. And um, because she's not a director and you don't always like notice her name attached in the credits, um, I think people now really appreciate her. But at the time in the 70s and the 80s, I don't think people were really thinking about it a lot. But we're very, very thankful for her work. Absolutely. She's awesome. Yeah, her name's she... attached to a ton of great movies. Yeah. Probably yeah. if you go back and you watch the early credits to all these movies, you're going to see her name on so many that you wouldn't realize. Right. Yep. Y'all ready for some news? Yeah. Lay it on us. Let's do it. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Nicole, I don't know if you heard, but Eli Roth did a, uh, a, like a mini trailer. I think it was during death proof. Where... It was Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Yeah. It was the uh, Thanksgiving trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it it's a go through, and uh, we have a big star attached to it. Patrick Dempsey is going to play a sheriff in Thanksgiving from Eli Roth. Her thoughts about this? What year is it? Is two thousand five? Yeah, right. <laughs> that is one of the trailers in that movie that really stuck out to me too. That I was like, man, I wish this was a movie, but I didn't think it would be a movie this many years later. <laughs> It's happening, and uh, uh, from what they're saying is it's going to be that that throwback to the late 70s, early 80s kind of slasher movie. Yeah, that's cool. 
But Patrick Dempsey, if you don't know who he is, I guess he was in that Grey's Anatomy show or whatever. Big Dreamy. Oh, is that? <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Like When I saw the news, I'm like, he was in that Grey's Anatomy show. But what, he, he had a nickname. What was it? Yeah. So we're excited. Uh, He's got acting chops, so that that lends well to the uh, to the film. Um, I'm weary of a film based around a fake trailer, but I think the aesthetic of going 70s slasher vibe like that's definitely I want like that Ty West kind of feel to it um, right. where it's just it's not trying to be a modern film. It's just I, I wish it was I wanted to feel like a, a throwback movie that we almost found in the archives like, oh, wow, we found this old film that never got released, you know. Right. And it just blends in with those films from that that time frame. Here's the other thing is that, Nicole, I know you're from Florida. Um, we need more Thanksgiving horror movies, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, we do, actually. We don't really have any good ones. Um, I usually end up watching like awkward family gathering situations at Thanksgiving, <laughs> like The Imitation's a good one, also directed mm-hmm. by a woman. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't really, I'm not really an Eli Roth fan. Like, I don't have a lot of faith yeah, in him. Um, yeah. I, I love that he's producing like shows and stuff now because he clearly knows what he's talking about. He's like a horror nerd. Um, but I haven't been a big fan of his films, but the fact that this is going to be, be a throwback, I'm sure it's just going to be ridiculous and campy. Um, that makes me feel better about it because I, I think the bar is kind of low and that people just want to have like stupid fun probably with it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Also, I'm not from Florida, John. I'm from Arkansas. Well, you're living. Oh, who's from Florida? Is it you or your I, I'm still trying to figure out what the connection f- from Florida and Thanksgiving have to do with each other anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Eli Roth from Florida or something? No, he's actually from New York, maybe. Okay. Sounds right. Yeah, he he reminds me of a New Yorker, his swagger. Um, I I don't have a lot of faith in him as a director. This is true. Uh, I do love to hear him just like talk about the genre. Like his podcast slash show is very interesting. I think he has a wealth of knowledge and I love that about him. I just feel like, I don't know, his films just never feel complete or... They feel like he just went too far into one direction on them most times, or I don't know. There's his, his like no restraint or something. And his yeah, style he, doesn't do he, it for me as much. He doesn't hold a lot back. I mean, what he did, uh, Green Inferno, Green Inferno. I saw that. Saw, that was right. Or no, not saw. I'm sorry. Uh, it was uh, hostile. Hostile. He's yeah, like cabin in the woods. So like, like he doesn't hold back on the gore, which is fine. No, he did cabin fever. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the other one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin Fever, which was fine. But it's just like one of his favorite movies is Cannibal Holocaust. And it's just like, oh, really? My guy? No. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I know. That's his taste. Uh, the other news that I have uh, is Camp Pleasant Lake trailer came out. Uh, we all watch this. Um, Heidberg, what'd you think of it? Look, boo boo, boo boo. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's uh, it's not a newest trailer. It came out like four months ago, I think. But um, it hasn't come out in theaters or wherever VOD yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just looked very low budget. The the premise, I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a theme park sort of deal, or like, 
you you go to this camp and then you you participate in as like a camper there and they simulate like the murder that happened years before or something like that but then it seems like there's an actual murderer there murdering people and nobody knows whether they're seeing something that's real or not um in the hands of a good director i think that could be a cool premise but i don't know just from the trailer it didn't it didn't didn't blow my hair back nicole what'd you think i feel pretty much exactly the same like i thought oh this could be a cool concept but yeah it seemed not well acted uh which you know i mean I can get over that if a movie is fun, like that can be kind of charming. But I, I was like, oh, I don't, I haven't even heard of this movie. Until yeah, have I. yeah, I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually digging for news. Um, and the fact that I saw that the kid from Jerry Maguire's in it as an adult was kind of interesting. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, uh, the 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 kid, the blonde kid with long hair. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. John, when you were digging through the news, did you try digging through the ditches and burn through and the witches? Burn Rob Zombie? through the witches and what? Rob Zombie in the back of my dragon. Oh, yeah. there, it is. It. there it you is. You got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a fan. I, I wasn't a fan of this. It just yeah. it, it seemed very, very uh, cheesy. Yeah, cheesy is a great word to describe it. You know um, what, though? This makes me think of, and you guys might have already talked about this, but um, I do like the idea of like horror tourism yeah and um like i've heard podcast episodes about this and stuff where there's like a horror theme park you can go to and of course that doesn't exist the closest we get is halloween horror nights but um i don't know if you guys saw or not but universal is opening up a permanent horror attraction in las vegas so it's it's basically gonna be halloween horror nights all year round i don't know when it's opening but it's happening and i am like I'm there. Sign me up. Are they Probably switching the perfect up the for it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They announced it, that they were going to do it, and that was there was the only details we've gotten so far. And I'm sure it's years away. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really fun. And that yeah. sounds like the, the best place to kind of put that in there, like the, you know, that city to just have fun in. Uh, you can yeah. go do that if you'd like to. And then it's got good weather, too. So, like, the mm-hmm. weather's almost always good to do something there. When uh, Zach Bagans, Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, which he's a ridiculous person, but um, his haunted museum is there. And so I'm like, oh, we're going to have two major horror attractions. Like, is Vegas going to low key become like a horror horror capital tourism city? Like, I Ah. could see that happening. That would be fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it'd be awesome if they do that. I mean, it just and switch up the themes of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. I want to see a Goodfellas. uh, section where you just get to see Joe Pesci's ha- character's head crack open with a bat over and over again because <laughs> oh, that was terrific. Mm-hmm. Didn't Joe Pesci Truly. like get beat with a bat in like every movie? Yeah, I think it's in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got, Heidelberg. Sorry, no, that's all the news we got. That's all. That's okay. Um, I do have something I want to promote. I was on uh, G Baby, friend of the show. Uh, host of Waxing the Porpoise, a podcast with his him and his buddy uh, Steve. They invited me on this weekend, and we recorded an episode on the movie Matchstick Men with Nicolas Cage, Sam Rockwell, and I I can't I always forget the the um the girl's name in it, Allison something. Anyway, I'm horrible. Uh, yeah, so it's uh I like that movie. Um, 
And I, it was pretty cool, just chill, relaxed discussion. We had some fun. We had some laughs, as always, on that show. And I just want to thank them for having me on. Uh, that'll probably be out on um, podcast apps uh, probably Thursday or Wednesday, I think he releases. So, nice. uh, Were you on for like three hours again? Because uh, we were. We, yeah, we were on for one, a while. Yeah, the last one, you, it was like a two and a half hour long podcast, which was awesome. But then... You said you stayed on for like another hour just talking the shit. Right? Uh, yeah, me and G Baby did that again. I did that on Circle of Jerks also. Oh, okay. Because Rob can just talk and talk movies. So, <laughs> like once we, we sign work. off Zoom, we're like, all right, I'll see you later. And then I see you later turns into another 45 minutes of just talking. <laughs> you know, we're like Joe Bob. We're like, we're going to put the film on now. And then we don't. We still talk and talk. Mm-hmm. So I know it was a great time. So nice. You definitely listen to their show whether I'm on it or not. You said Wednesday or Thursday this week? Uh, yeah, I believe he la- I think he launches on Thursdays. Okay. Awesome. So John, you picked this movie. I think I might have like just steamrolled over the title when I when I um when I when I started the show. But um mm-hmm. we're doing American Mary uh from 2012. It's a Saska Sisters uh production. Mm-hmm. Written and directed. Uh this is your pick, right, John? I, it was my pick. Uh I picked this movie because um one, I've never seen this movie, and two, I've heard so many wonderful things about it. Um, Nicole being on this, you know, as we talked about before, uh, of starting this whole like movement of women in horror month is, you know, something that we have to do every single year, and it's coming easier and easier to come by. Um, but yeah, th- this is a movie I've never seen before, and the fact that it was on Tubi, it was on a uh, uh, Shutter. I, I felt we had to do it. Yeah. And I, I also, I remember when we had Nicole on for May, um, we discussed this film. Her and Jacqueline were talking uh, about it back and forth because there were there was some um, similarities to May, I believe you guys were talking about. Um, yeah. And we said that May and Mary, like May needed to meet Mary because yeah. like May and Mary could have been friends in real life. Yeah. Mary, Mary <laughs> could have helped May totally put together her Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a modified Frankenstein. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, John, you want to go first and tell us whether this film fucks or sucks? I'm gonna say uh, the three times I've seen this movie, or or two times I've seen this movie this week, I'm I'm still chewing on it. This movie does not suck at all, um, but. I can't give it like the the full thumbs up. This is the fuck of your life. Um, I'm gonna say this is a uh, wait. What's higher? Is it the flaccid or the? It's a frigid, frigid? fuck, is what Jacqueline says. That's okay, basically so, above a five, but not quite like. Until a we have a discussion, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a frigid fuck. But I would highly recommend people check it out. How about you, Nicole? Does it um, fuck? this movie fucks like the first time i saw this movie it was uh like special circumstances and there there are movies that like when you see them for the first time they're like special and like a little bit magical and that's what american mary is for me so 100 percent fucks how about you hydraberg uh so yeah for me this film it's kind of like mary's mood in the second act it's frigid this is a frigid fuck coming. Wow. 
Yeah, let the I boys just, do it's, that. It's oh, a okay. fuck. It's it's up. You know, but it's just I just like we said, maybe the discussion will raise it a little bit. But I think there's definitely some great things to the movie. Uh, just not great enough for me to rate it that high right off the bat. You know, right. I'm just curious. Uh, did you see this when it first released, Nicole? Yes. Was there a theatrical release for this movie or was this straight? to um, I actually don't know because yeah. I was invited to go to this horror convention in West Palm Beach. I knew the person who was organizing it and um, I helped her do some design work. And basically I traded design work for VIP passes to go to this horror convention. And um, at this convention, the Soskas were going to be there and they were screening oh, wow. American Mary and you couldn't. I don't think you could see it anywhere yet. I don't remember the logistics of it, but it was my first opportunity to see it. And so I saw it there, like with them, they introduced it. And this was like a tiny little convention. Let me tell you, it was, the whole thing was a huge mess, but it was kind of small. Like there weren't like a ton of people there. And so um, I got to meet them and like talk with them. And like I mentioned earlier, we all had the same like Mary haircut at the same time with like the bangs and people were telling me I was the third Sasuke all weekend. Like, um, and I don't know, like when I saw it, it just, I just fell in love with it. Like this movie came to me at exactly the right time in my life. Um, right. so it just really resonated with me on many levels. And so that's why it's it's that's why it's so good to part part of why it's so good to me. That's interesting that you say that because there are films like that that sort of just hit us at the right time based mm -hmm. on like maybe a mood or, or like the way we're something going on in our lives or our age. And regardless of how good the quality of that film is to like critics or whoever, like it just resonates with us like on a different level than it might with everybody yeah. else. And I'll and get it, into that a little bit more, yeah. but I don't want to move into spoiler Definitely. territory yet. Okay. So. So, John, you want to drop that spoiler review? Certainly. Uh, this oh, was 2012 or 13, because it, it it says both. 12? I have 2012 from IMDb. Okay. Maybe so that's, we'll when, be it, talking maybe we'll that's be when she saw it first at the okay. screen. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about American Mary from 2012 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. Are you ready for a... Hydraberg reach around plot synopsis. You got a modified, a modified um, reach a around. Modified. <laughs> I'm going to take my there. left arm off and put it on my right side and switch my right arm to my left side <laughs> and then give you a reach around. <laughs> that would be weird. You'd be scratching your back like. Yeah, that's way. weird. <laughs> anyway, All right, whenever you're ready. Then. Yep, ready. Right. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Illegal surgery so damn scary. Now they call you Bloody Mary. For Professor Grant, you had a crush. To his party, you were quick to rush. Victimized and asked to hush. But down the toilet, you had to flush. That piece of shit for what he did. You maimed his frame and kept him hid. Performed procedures most forbid. You found yourself inside a loop. A member of a secret group. And made a friend in Betty Boop. Only seeking respect from your peers. But now you prey on people's fears. They're scared of you for what they hear. Your retribution most severe. A client's jilted lover would end your future. A knack for slashing you no longer nurture. You died in a pool of your own blood, tying off the perfect suture. Oh, my God. Good job. <laughs> that was nice. awesome. Love that. Um, can I say one 
negative uh, just starting off this movie is that the dialogue was not good for me. Was it, it an just, audio thing? I don't know or if it was the writing. I think it was just the way the lines were delivered. So I really like I like Mary's character. I think um, I, I love Kath, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine Isabel, Isabel is, is super. She's yeah. super confident in, in her role. Even when she's a student, she's still yep. like super confident in her ability. And, um, you know, she kind of owns her sexuality, too. You can tell that a little bit. There's like a little bit of flirtation with her and Dr. Grant. Um, like she looks like she looks up to him, even though he talks to her like a piece of shit. She sort of understands like, all right, I'm in a really tough field and I have to have tough skin to get through it. And, she, you know, she's doing that. Um, and she doesn't seem lazy or anything. It's just she's behind on her bills, her student loans. And it was and her cell like phone that. bill that was like three hundred and forty two dollars. That was, was three hundred and sixty four dollars. I wrote it down because I remember it was funny when she was like, well, how much do I have to put on to keep me in the clear? And they're like three hundred and sixty four dollars. She's like, OK, but what's the least I can put on? They're like three hundred and sixty four dollars. <laughs> like, I got to laugh out of that. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I, I, I'm wondering, what did you think of Dr. Grant? Dr. Grant seemed just like this, like the Suska st- sisters told him to just ham it up a little bit. Yeah. It felt yeah. like that's what he was directed to do. Not to say he's a bad actor, but uh, Catherine Isabel was like the star of this movie. Yeah, she I mean, sells the whole movie for yeah. me. Fucking A, man. I mean, she was, she owns like, she was role. awesome. Yeah, I think she is spectacular. I love um, how she's a little sarcastic at times, and she's like, dry though, like, like yes, like when, um, when, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. This is terrible. The the Betty Boop woman. Somebody I can't remember her name. Give me either. her name. I know. I mean, I know Betty this. Boop. And it's not coming up. But uh, anyway, Beatrice, 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 when Beatrice shows up and is like, oh, you told me not to call. And she's like, showing up is worse than calling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Beatrice sounds like the lady from um, Little Shop of Horrors over the phone. Yeah, she, she does. But so I I love Catherine Isabel. I think her acting is great. And I love Beatrice. Like Beatrice's character is spot on. Um, but uh, I, I feel similar about Dr. Grant. I feel like. And I remember this from the first time I saw it. She like his dialogue does not seem natural. Like no instructor, even if he was a jerk, would talk to you like that. Right, um, right. And we didn't need him to talk like that to then find out later that he's a horrible person. Um, it would have so been better if he, if he came across as very charming and then charmed her, and then the horribleness happens later. You know? Yeah, if like it seems like he's maybe hitting on her, but like maybe not. You know, and then she gets there, and yeah. It's, so we we don't have to hate him on sight. Um, speaking of Eli Roth, um, I remember we were we were after i saw the movie like we were talking about that and how like horrible of an instructor he was because my husband at the time he worked in higher education and he was like an instructor would never talk to their student like that and i was like david don't say that um but what i think sylvia said i guess um eli roth was like a mentor of their theirs at the time and she's like, well, I just kept thinking about Eli when we were writing his character because Eli kept saying, don't fuck up your movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And great. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I, I actually. Guess, yeah. So I guess uh-huh. his character was inspired in part by their relationship with Eli Roth. And she wasn't I don't know. And she wasn't saying it like he treated them bad. But I, I guess maybe that particular line was uh, was him. 
<laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. When it, when the film first starts, I, I kind of thought that maybe he spoke to her like that because they had something going on already, like secretly, like while they're in class, you know, yeah. they didn't let it known. But there was a moment where like he, he says something to her about her paying attention. And then she like crosses her legs very slyly. And I was just and then they talk after. And the way he talks to her, I was just like, I was trying to read it. I was like, because it's my first time seeing it. Yeah. You know? it, they have it, something going on and then they're kind of like flirting in this weird way. It felt like basic instinct the way she did that. Yeah. You know, the the the, the crossing of the legs or uh, opening and then crossing of the legs. Does so I wasn't sense? sure. Like, I just kind of for a minute, I thought they were going to go into a part where they show themselves that when they show them getting together outside of, you know, work or school, you know. But apparently that's not what their their relationship was based on. Right. No. And, and you know how uncomfortable I feel with these movies. I mean, I I hate seeing stuff like that. The uh, what caused her to become. By the way, I, why is it called American Mary? So I had an issue with that know. as well. Because it never really comes into play. In the yeah. film, it just doesn't really it doesn't resonate with me as far as what's going on with her life. So I, I looked it up a little bit and. Uh, I just I thought, like, if they called the movie Bloody Mary, that would. Yeah, been that's what I was right? thinking. I didn't see her being an American have much to do with it or. But when I was looking it up, I found that, like, it could be a reflection on, like, how she's living the American dream. But it's like a it's like a morbid, twisted version of the American dream. So she's. She's making a career for herself. She's getting opportunities and, and making something of herself. But she's in this underground modification, illegal surgery like world. So it's not the typical American dream. So it's sort of like that. I, that gets us the premise was that's why she, it's American Mary. But gotcha. the, the film doesn't really speak on that enough where I feel mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. would jump out to you like, oh, this is why they call her that. Also, the Saskas are Canadian and Catherine Isabel is Canadian. And yeah, I and would the detective guess who's searching everything, like looking into everything, had like an English accent. So yeah. I wasn't even sure if this was in America. For... <laughs> it's probably filmed in Canada, if I was yeah. to guess too. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, part of that too might be like she's your typical college student that's broke and is in a mountain of student loan debt and is going to do whatever she's got to do to survive, which is a very American principle. So that's yeah, that's kind of that kind of jives a little bit, but um. Yeah, I don't it's it doesn't have a, a ton of resonance, but also I'm kind of like, yeah, that doesn't really bother me. The idea of her like being down on her luck and going on Craigslist or a Craigslist type like app and looking for like jobs that she knew was going to, you know, she's not necessarily comfortable doing, but she knows that the, those are the jobs that are going to pay the highest at, at her age, how she looks and in the, you know, where she where she lives. Um, but her well, like, I don't know, she just seemed very easy, like easily just, it, I don't know, drawn into that world, too. It was like true but i it, like like when she was looking at that it was like no nudity you don't have to do this yeah true you don't have to do that it wasn't um, exactly comfortable during her interview it was a little sure. yeah. you know i think it's also this she's just a very confident woman so she's like she's just okay with most situations like she knows that she she's smart enough to tackle them although there's issues i have later on like at the party she just ignores every red flag that i feel like a woman of her age would I don't know if Why maybe it's because that? she because she was around the doctors and she just really wants to excel in this in school and 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 impress these people. You know what I mean? She has that. But crush she didn't see brand. that until she was drugged. 
you know, I guess. But as soon as she walks in the room, there's like hookers on the left, and then like there's the lady who's well. I don't think she was focused on that. I think she was focused. It seemed like, and then taking a drink from a random guy, and she drank some of it, okay, and then like she didn't even finish that drink, and the next drink was handed to her, and they're like, "Drink this." Even when she asked that one guy, the Asian doctor, a question, he was just like, "You should drink," and I was just like, "Whoa, bro!" Like. That's part of the dialogue too. It's probably just the yeah, way the, yeah, the scene sure. played. It was like you yeah. could have had a little bit more nuance to that scene. Yeah, I think. Be- I mean, she definitely makes many unwise decisions. Yeah. But I mean, like we got to hear about her cell phone bill, but that's one bill. Like she lives yeah. in a crappy apartment. She can't get any more shifts at the restaurant. Yeah. Like, true. So it's like student loan was calling her too on the phone as well. Yeah, student loans were calling her. Um, and I think you know when she finds, I mean, the first job she does for five grand, it was just like an on the spot. I can't turn down five grand. Um, clearly, she was very upset by it. Right? She gets home and she's throwing up and crying in the shower. Um, what like exactly that, you know, did she do on that first job? Is just sewing the guy up? Is that well, it? His eye his and he had like a slip down his face. Yeah. yeah. I think that was a powerful scene too. Like, especially I like it took me out for a moment, but then like her still being in her lingerie, like when she went downstairs and then like, it was ca- kind of like odd. Like, why don't you put your coat back on? But at the same time, it was like very, I don't know. It's just such a quick moment where they're like, we need you downstairs now. So it was like, yeah. I thought it was interesting that she still did that. And she was like very vulnerable when she was down there, mm-hmm. but she did it anyway. And then like you said, like she got that rush, but also She's never done anything like that. So she was very turned off by it in a way, but also turned on by it. And then yeah. the shower scene, I thought was pretty powerful. Yeah, that um, she finally got home th- that. And then after she does the operation on Ruby, um, she also throws up when she gets home from that. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's obviously it's like difficult, kind of repulsive work. But I think she finds that she likes it. And I think that um mary appreciates being told she's good at something Mm -hmm. and she appreciates being told she's the best um and i think that that really is why once she starts getting into this body modification one she likes she loves practicing surgery she's good at it she's getting recognition she didn't get any of that in school i mean her instructor is constantly telling her she sucks and she's not good enough when clearly she's one of the best students um and then especially after she's taken advantage of and raped by the two men who she's trying to get respect from. I think that's why she was like, forget this. Like, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to go into the world where I'm accepted and praised. And I'm like a rock star in my field. Um, And they don't tell us all of those things, but I think just from what we know about her character, that's what we're seeing. And um, you mentioned her lingerie too. And how like, wouldn't you at least like cover up if you're going to like do surgery? I've had the same thought and like, um, it's the same thing. Like pretty much every surgery they show her, she's wearing her high heels. Um, And that's not practical, but I think, yeah, but I think that's, well, I think there's two reasons for that. One, it just looks cool, right? It looks cool. cool. It It looks cool. And this is a stylistic movie. (laughs) Yeah. This movie has style and Mary's style is so important to her character. And so I am willing to suspend disbelief that like a real surgeon would never do that. But Mary would because Mary underground surgeon. Yes. And like Mary likes her heels and she likes her cute hair. And like, to me, it's like, yeah, Mary's like, 
I don't operate wearing heels. Sure. But I it am. also ties into the the, <laughs> the aesthetic of a strip club, right? Mm-hmm. That, that wearing high heels and just being sexy all the time. I mean, the sex this the strip club is like one of the main areas that she constantly goes back to. It's mainly her apartment. Right. And right. This, What's her this safe club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, she, and that becomes she, her the the bouncer at the strip club becomes her bouncer. Yeah, like her enforcer, and and then Billy's willing to do anything really for her. Yeah, because uh, he's infatuated with her. And that world is very easy to. A lot of her clients also live in that world. She probably yeah, finds exactly. a lot of her clients there. Mm-hmm. So it, because Beatrice is also a stripper there, and she knows the body mod community, so it just becomes kind of like part of her orbit because her people are yeah. there. Going back on what she was saying too, like when she does the surgery on Ruby, like it's it does disgust her, but she is a professional. You know, she keeps her her bedside manner and her professionalism. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. when she's there, she she's very she gets rid of all the trash and everything to the waste, and then tells her exactly how to take care of herself, how much rest she needs, and then you know, um, you know, she's there for the money. But at the end of the day, she's she's as professional as she would have been if she was working mm-hmm. in a real hospital. Well, and I think that Ruby and Beatrice being so kind to her yeah. um, probably goes a long way, even though she acts like she's too school, too cool for school and like doesn't really care. I think that those things actually mean quite a bit to her because she gets the dress from Ruby and I mean, wears it immediately. She looks amazing in that dress, too. Yes, she does. She does. And then Catherine she sees Isabel the tag, just, right? Whew, yeah, that, and that's the when she goes and that's to where she goes on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. beautiful. But I, the, the one thing that I keep going back to is uh, one of the doctors says we're slashers. That's what we do, but we love yeah. it, and you get adrenaline from it. it. No matter how tired you are, you're gonna love it. He's like, it's like espresso for us. It's an adrenaline. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he was such a morbid prick, though. Like that guy oh, was such a dude. to coin a phrase. He was a cooter. Oh, to use yeah. a phrase that the Cooters abound in this movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, God. this is Cooter Central. Every man in this movie is a Cooter. I felt so bad one. too because she, like you said, she was really good and and yeah. she was the best in her class, you know. And yes, she's a very attractive young woman, but that's like regardless, like of that, is she's a phenomenal surgeon. Like she's practicing at home on turkeys any chance she gets. <laughs> like she's sewing together turkeys, yeah. practicing. Well, Home. Yeah, even Dr. Morgan says, you know, hey, that's the oldest trick in the book, and that's what we all did. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I found that really charming as like an opener, too, because, you know, it's it's all close up and you see the stitches, and it's like, well, that doesn't look like a person. Yeah, I could tell like, it was chicken. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Nicole, that, that that did not surprise me that it was. It was the first shot yeah. that I was like, is this a person's so, balls? Because I'm just no. like, I know what kind of film this probably is already. And I already. <laughs> I had already seen that there was a guy named Penis Man, Penis Guy. Because <laughs> when I write my notes, I write the cast and the director and all my stuff before I fill in my notes. Uh, was, that way, was that when part I go of back, the casting? Yeah, his penis name is just Penis Guy. Penis Guy. Yeah. Penis oh Guy. God. So I have a question. Um, did you guys find this movie scary at all? I don't know if I'd say scary, but there's definitely like a creep factor to it. And there's some. There's some great horrific scenes, though, like oh, yeah. the elephant in the room. The rape scene's horrible. Uh, it's it's so we did a movie last week and I am I was going to ask Jacqueline, like, for Christ's sake, we just did two rape revenge films in a row. We need to start spacing these things out a little bit and let it like it's it's a lot, you know. Um, but yeah. yes, that scene is tough to watch. And 
it is a powerful motivator for her character as well, though. And last last week's film, the rape happened, but they they didn't zoom in on it. You know, it happens in the next room and you hear it more than you see it. And this one, you just see it. And it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. Um, she um... Well, they show it multiple like, like twice, at least they show it in real time and then on video. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the guy that owns it's almost creepier club. through the lens of the video. Yeah, too, because it's like a voyeuristic thing too now, and I'm mm-hmm. just like now I'm watching it twice, and I just I feel more fucking icky about it. Yeah, that, uh, answer eye. your question, Nicole. Yeah, this this movie bothered me more. I wouldn't. I don't know about scares though, but I guess you, how do you? I guess you could categorize that as scares. Like, I thought the scene where they finally reveal what happened to Grant. I thought that was shocking to me. I like that reveal. Yeah. Oh my God. She's been kept him all this time. I thought the, yeah, the prosthetics yeah. or whatever they did to make him look like a, a you know a body with no limbs hanging like that. I thought that looked great um, mm-hmm. aesthetically, and I'm glad that they paid it off because I did have a complaint that like when she finally does the surgery to him, they cut away, and I'm just like, well, what the fuck happened? And it, this movie has like several jumps a little bit in time with not long moments, but like we get the moment after the rape is like you said, that's when she decides like fuck school i'm 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 dropping out and sure. i already have like this i already have like the idea of like i could make money in this other world that i've been you know cued into and so she finally just delves right into that you know and she right but up. they also push you into that yeah i they mean push they push you into, into that 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 time jump of she's accepted this of she's really good because she sends that dude out it's like i just want a piercing and it's like you yeah. see piercings on this <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of discreet on how she brings people in because she's doing stuff out of her house. So sure. yeah, feeling like everybody's be getting a black mask put on their head before they come to her place. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, but it's like there's a time jump sort of like she gets Grant. She goes to do surgery on Grant. And you realize like she's going to torture him, which is satisfying. But then we don't see it. And then there's a time jump where it's like, oh, shit. Now her office is set up where like she's got like clients coming in. She got mm-hmm. a menu. Mm-hmm. So okay, like, so, so what was the other doctor's name? Ah, uh, fuck. I had it. Morgan? Is it Dr. It was Morgan? fresh on my mind before. It's Dr. Walsh. Walsh. And then Dr. Okay. Black so, was the... So was they the... mentioned him throughout the movie, but he got his ass beat by the guy that owned the strip club. Yeah, and Billy went it. out and got him on his own accord. Yep. And that Billy was it. messed up. He yeah. did that as like... Because he was, he was like secretly in love with Mary, but... Sure. He's having fantasies about her, like on he was, stage about her giving him a massage, and um, you know, and then he happened to watch the the video, which I think fueled his rage. Towards oh yeah, Walsh yeah. That's when he than, that's when he right. decided to to go do something about yeah. it. But to, right. just to just to return to that the rape scene for a minute, um, I think this. So when I first saw this movie, it was it was like a decade ago, and I've seen a lot of things in a decade. And so I remember when I first saw it, it did it hit me a lot harder. Like I was like, that was a difficult movie to watch. Um, when I watched it a couple days ago, I haven't seen it in years, and I was like, okay, that doesn't feel nearly as difficult as it did when I first watched it. Um, but you know, you get desensitized, you go down the road. But I remember how it felt, though. And I remember, one, I remember being afraid. That scene when Beatrice is outside her door and she's sitting on her couch with the baseball bat and she's Mm -hmm. afraid. I remember being afraid because I didn't know what was going to happen. And then, yeah, the rape scene is so difficult, but also very well done, I think, in that 
it doesn't pull any punches. It's 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 tough as I think it needs to be, but yeah. to me, didn't go so far as to make me feel like I can't watch this, you know. Um, but I think the most difficult thing for me was the fact that she was she was drugged and so she couldn't move, but she knew what was happening. Yeah. Like she and like, you know, she like couldn't breathe and um yeah. that's that to me was just like it's so difficult. And then when she wakes up the next morning and she's still in bed with him and she has right, to like right get up and oh walk out. Yeah. yeah. I just, so that made, and I'm glad they didn't take very long to pay that off because it's, I mean, it's almost like the next scene you get to see her taking out her revenge on him. And it's just sure. like, Oh, thank God. You know? I know. But, but the, 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 like, like you said, Nicole, I mean, the, the one thing that I noticed is that, it wasn't overly graphic, but it was just like, it, it's still effective. It and icky. the fact that she woke up the next morning next to this guy and he's just yeah. passed out. Like if it was like a random hookup or like, a yeah, it was a, like, like, Hey, yeah. I'm good. You know, and like clearly he feels no fear. Like sure. he feels there are no consequence. I've done this before and there had never been constant. There's even evidence. I've videotaped it, <laughs> I know. you know? It's and so, so he did. He doesn't know who he's messing with. Well, and she doesn't. I don't think, you know, she probably until that moment didn't know she was capable of it either. And so, right. you know, one of the things we have to address too is that she is a like a villain in this movie, just to some degree, um, because yeah. we f- we feel like okay, well, Doctor Grant deserves what he gets, right? But she's clearly off kilter after that. Like she threatens. Mm-hmm the girl who is giving Billy a blowjob and like, she's, it's just, you can tell that she's going downhill fast, going yeah. downhill fast. Like yeah. this well, is not going to end and, well during that. And, and she asked Billy in the movie is like, are you afraid of me? I hear, I heard you were afraid of me. And he goes, Oh no. Yeah. And then yeah. he invites like, her to take a trip or whatever. Um, yeah. Which is kind of sweet, I, but yeah. It was too late. Uh, at that point, though, when she does come in and she sees the blowjob, I do feel like she had she was lonely and she wanted to talk to somebody and she kind of wanted some companionship. And she knew that Bill cared for it that way. Uh, I don't ever feel like their relationship was really developed well, though. But and uh, that's the weird thing about this movie. You could tell she the... was going to throw her not throw herself, but like, no, let well, her guard I didn't down. Feel really, that at all. Something I, I just talked to him. And then when I she felt, walked in and saw that other woman there, she was fucking like, what the fuck? You know? I felt everybody in this movie was a villain except the detective. Because he made a point of like, listen, Mary, you're the victim here. I don't want you to go through this again. Yeah, yeah I, I did appreciate him because he was I mean, he was basically telling her, I know what happened to you. Like, you yeah. just need to be honest with me um, without coming right out and saying it. And um I mean, you i mean you know at this point she's not gonna she's not gonna make that choice and trust somebody in authority again sure. especially since he doesn't know about her whole yeah. <laughs> illicit other life either so she's got to protect her her business and you know her life at that point because she's going to be in big trouble if he knows everything um well, well and she's also american the point detective of like like, like well no the detective goes lot. is that your boyfriend she's like well it's one of them <laughs> well yeah she just didn't want to admit that that was a client you know and then she oh, actually penis guy. The, yeah she pours the poison into his water and then oh there's a chip in here let me get you another one 
Okay, yeah, so I didn't know. She realizes that. he's a nice guy. Right. She, right. She, see, I didn't see that because when she says there's a chip in there, I was like, wait, is she about to put something in his drink? I didn't notice the switcheroo then. I must have because she went behind mm-hmm. the counter and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see if there was a close up on the water pouring of the first time. So I mean, I might might have just missed well, it. Yeah. She had like a little bottle of poison okay, or, okay. or, yeah. or whatever she was. I, I was expecting her to put something in his drink. That's why right. I thought she swapped it out. And then wanted to put something in, but didn't. He didn't ever drink any of the water anyway. He didn't drink both of them. So, no. I mean, I it, the, the guy was that like like sense. a total protagonist of the movie. Because so, I loved at the end where she it, he's looking at the pictures, but like this like sympathetic. I I, I don't know what the actor did, but it, it was like such a sympathetic look at her of like I could have saved you if you would have just told me. Yeah, I thought it was beautifully shot because it was all in slow motion and it had this nice classical music to it. You're talking about oh the God, I, ending. I love the ending of this movie. Like, love it. I think it's perfect. Same. Yeah. See, I, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm in the minority then with the ending. How really? do you feel about the ending? I mean, maybe it's not the actual ending itself. I think it's just like the road it took to. I feel like the film gets a little sloppy at the very end. Like it doesn't, I don't feel like it nails that landing. Maybe the imagery of the ending is great of her like crawling. I'm not a big fan of the jilted lover, like coming to get her. Like it just feels very sudden. You know, he took out Beatrice and then, I I mean, I get it. They build it like, oh, he sees his wife. So you had no idea your wife got surgery until just now. I don't know. It just seems odd to me. Um, She's got her face done and all this other stuff done. Does it surprise you that I guess because she took her vagina away in a sense, and that's what really bothered him, you know, his yeah. masculinity. Um, well, I think that I think that's a fair criticism of like how she gets killed. Um, and then like her Nana, she finds out Nana died and she just like deletes the number. It just mm-hmm. felt heartless to me. Like I felt like that Nana thread as, as much as she's like a small character, I felt like I kind of liked when Nana called and she had a little bit of like a little talk with some family because she was so alone. Yeah. That was her humanity. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree that like Nana dying and then just all of a sudden deleting her number. was. And I was... love, I think Mary is a great character. I, I love the confidence that the actress brings to it and this, like the portrayal of it. I just think there's not as much as like as much heart to her character as I would have liked. There's mm-hmm. moments of it. But she gets, like I said, in my, like, my my fucks or sucks. Like, I feel like she got real frigid in the middle. And I know that's a lot of that's because she's dealing with her trauma. Like, and she did like a 180 sort of um, because of that. Um, I think, she- I think the thing with her Nana, I do think it's, it's oddly placed in the plot. Yeah. Um, maybe if she had gotten that call about her Nana, like, right after she Grant. killed Dr. Grant and it just, or... It- furthers her transformation yeah it would be yeah. an important part i think of kind of further isolating her and pushing her towards this other lifestyle um the only thing the only thing i can think of as to why they put it there is just she's kind of lost herself and she's gone down this dark road and, and then hearing like the her, thing. yeah, like hearing that her Nana died, like that reminds her of like maybe her more warm and fuzzy side. I don't know. But I do think the placement of that is a little odd. I guess is she supposed to be distracted by that so that she doesn't yeah. notice? I think maybe that's what that's for. I guess. But I feel like it just sort of felt a little rushed yeah. for her. 
And I think the the theme, I think the reason why it's Ruby's husband that's going to kill her is because it goes along with this theme we've seen of, again, it's a man like yeah. exerting his power over a, over a woman who's yeah. just trying to like make her choices and make her way in the world. So I think that's why, even though it, I agree, I totally agree. It's like, it's a little clunky and like, if we had seen him before or if we knew more we saw the about picture and they do like the playback where you're like, oh, that's her husband. you know. Yeah. So we at least know who he is, yeah. but it is yeah. it is a little bit out of left field. So I think that's totally fair. But yeah, the actual just the fact that I mean, I was I just I, I was like, she has to die at the end of this movie. Right. Like there's no yeah. other right way to end this movie. Yeah, um, she can't take that trip with Billy. No, like, absolutely not. I mean, that was like a sweet moment, even though why she was ever even semi-interested in Billy, I will never understand that. She had nobody else either, so I guess. Yeah, that I, that's the whole that thing guy sniffed a lot, by the way. Like, he did a lot of coke. He's like, yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Well, he's the owner let's, of a strip club. Let's go to California. Um, no, but I think, you're, I think your point's super valid. Like, it wasn't the fact of her getting killed by this jilted lover that it was just sort of, like you said, the clunkiness of it. It just felt sort of just dropped in your like uh, Jacqueline mentioned um, about it being abrupt. And that is mm-hmm. kind of how it felt to me. It felt a little like what I was like, wait, what? This is the end. And I was not so much. It kind of took away from the, the beauty of the, the final shot of her, like trying to because it's bookended. The, the beginning starts with her practicing her suturing on the turkey mm-hmm. and then she's doing her final suture on herself trying same which, song it was better than right, like right. just closing the wounds not going to stop the the internal bleeding like she was stabbed she was bleeding a lot mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i guess she didn't really think to call for help and then like the whole just like deleting nana's number just felt like kind of cold to me because like i don't know i've experienced loss and sometimes you keep those people's numbers in your fucking phone like for a while right. and you realize like i have dead people's numbers in my phone like because you don't want to let go. And like, I mean, maybe that speaks on her character that like she was a- able to w- let go so easily. But I felt to me, it felt like Nana was like the only semblance of real family that she's ever had. That's what I agree with. I agree with like her deleting Nana's number was like, very yeah, unnecessary. Like, but I, I, it was such a tragic tale of her getting killed by the husband of what he did or what she did to his wife and it was just like this toxic masculinity and i was just like i know what they're saying here okay no, I, 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 and I get it. that and i think that does I work i think like nicole you said i think it's just the placement of like she deletes the number she's distracted and then boom this guy comes along and i just felt like maybe it was just clumsy the way it, like it just came out like oh, okay this is the end you know yeah but I like think... i think they ended on that great like final scene which is definitely there's some great yeah. shots in this film and some really crisp the cinematography is like super clean, even though it's dingy in certain mm-hmm. areas. The, the settings are like dingy and dirty, but I think yeah. the shots are all really well framed and really sh- shot very well. I I think that the ending probably could have been improved by taking out another scene that I am not a fan of. And that is the scene with the Saskas as the demon twins of Berlin. <laughs> that you. whole scene, I'm not on board with it. It oh, feels it feels like pretty silly in an otherwise serious movie. And it's probably what a five at least five minutes, maybe ten. If they had taken that bit out, because it just doesn't really do anything for the story. If they had taken that bit out and given us a little more development at the end to set that end up a little bit better, I think it would have yeah. paid off a little more. Well, I took it like that. It was supposed to be her they, big they job, show... you know what I mean? The big, mm-hmm. big, big job. 
Right. And Nicole, they show throughout the movie of the modification that 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 Catherine Isabel did throughout the movie of like taking pictures of these things. Right. Mm -hmm. That would have been fine. But it's like, okay, let me cut off your left arm to put on her left arm. I thought she was going to conjoin them. I thought they wanted to be. When she cut off the arm, I'm like, oh, is she going to cut off the other arm and then conjoin them? But then they show they they show like the, the, the yeah, they show the silicone that they're putting in the eyebrows or something like that i thought she was going to cut off their scalps and like switch scalps and i'm not positive but i don't know if cutting off an arm and just putting it on the other arm i don't think that arm's going to work properly the way way you think it is you know there's some there's some definite stuff you have to kind of just like look past this is where i agree with nicole and i i just don't understand that sequence of the movie i'm just like what really their acting in shitty german accents really took me out of that scene also i'm sorry i mean they're good filmmakers but (laughs) they just i don't and they're canadian yeah right yeah their german accents was just like oh my god i think that was the one scene where eli roth probably did tell them oh this This is good (laughs) don't fuck up your movie (laughs) this is the good stuff Probably so. Three beautiful women all in the same scene. Let's keep this. Absolutely. And it was a cool, like, I like to sit down and I like even the characters themselves weren't necessarily like horrible. Like, I'm not a I'm not against the surgery. I don't know if you were against the like you're saying, just replace that with some more character development. That would have been interesting. Yeah, just that whole section. We just it didn't do it. We didn't need it other than like like you said, John, like I get that that these people are really high up in the body mod community. And by giving Mary an opportunity, they're advancing her career. But I'm not sure that we needed that to like move the story along because she's right because we had the other doctor, right? And we had the other doctor that that uh, that Billy. Well, so I got confused too. That's because the only scene he was in after that surgery scene. Billy's seen throwing down a guy down the stairs who has similar like scrubs on. So I thought he was getting rid of the doctor, like so there was no witnesses. That was before what that, Mary though. did. No, no it was the right. other it's, doctor it's, that that he beats the shit out of the doctor after the surgery with the Saskatoon twins. Was it? Yeah, and so like I kind of thought like. For a moment, because you never actually see Walsh's face, right? In that scene, right? Like he's got the bag over his head. You never really no. see that it's him, right? I don't you think just so. find out later through the, the the detective's questions that like Walsh is missing also, and you piece it together. And then you see Billy with the computer, so you know it was Walsh. But um for a minute I thought like, oh shit, he's beating the shit out he's beating the shit out of that doctor because he's just trying to get like tie all the loose ends up so that, like nobody can report on his girl, Mary. Doing this so movie. that's the continuity that, that that's a problem in the movie. You don't know who that was, right? Yeah, there were there's a couple moments in this movie where I feel like they could have fleshed out or furthered out a scene a little bit further to connect things. And like you mentioned, I, I can't remember now if it was was it was it um, Jacqueline? Or like the, yeah, that the movie seems sometimes like it was written backwards, right? Yeah, that, that does kind of resonate with me. Uh, like. They had this great scene in the end, her suturing herself up. And then like, how do we build upon that? And they had a cool opening. And then they have a couple bits in the middle that they know want to influence the way Mary, you know, develops as a character. But there's some spots where I feel like they're they're less thought out. Yeah, I have heard them say that that last scene when they were planning this movie, like they knew from day one that that was the end of the movie. And that was how that scene was going to be shot. So I think there's maybe some validity to that. I, th- I think they probably had, you know, four or five key visuals that were really strong that they thought we can make a movie out of this. 
And by and large, I mean, I think it was pretty successful. Yeah, they got um, it done. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I think, I mean, the body modification thing is like real weird and like, and, you know, interesting enough. But to me, I mean, it, watching Catherine Isabel as, as Mary, like, is the engine of this movie. Yeah. It could it be almost anything. And they chose body modification, which created some really cool visuals and some quirky characters, but just. She is just a powerhouse in this movie. If they hadn't had her, it would not be what it is for sure. Agreed. Yeah, and it shows like her calling. Like it's like a like she realizes it's like her calling, and she's very empathetic to these people. That one, mm-hmm. she's like, she's very like, I want to give you the life that you envision yourself having. Like, is this how you envision yourself? I want to. I can do that for you. You know what I mean? And it's not the, like she's just selling something. She is, of course. I mean, she's getting paid for these things, but I think there's the a joy one- that she kind of gets too out of. Yeah, the one thing I really loved about her is that she's so deadpan. Uh, she's not overly emotional about Super stuff, deadpan. and she's just, you know, just get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I think that's and, why people are scared not, of her. She's not upset yeah. until she goes to the shower and just, you saw her emotion at the beginning of the movie, yeah. but like, like throughout the movie, she's just very deadpan. And I yeah. love that about her. I love well, that about her character, that she was just... I don't care anymore. Well, when she's first exposed to it, of course, like probably any of us would be, it is like upsetting. And then it's so so to watch that when there is that like time jump and you just see her like, you know, going through patients at her apartment, you realize like, oh, wow, she's really like she's coming to her own and she's she's confident. She's found her niche. And this is just this is what she does now. You know, she's come a long way. Well, and she didn't yell at the guy about about wanting a piercing. She's like. Do I fucking look like I do a piercing? And she just kind of scoots him out of the room. Like yeah. without without being overly threatening. It was just it, it was so brilliantly like like acted. I, I don't know, man. She, it's it's she an odd so place awesome for him to end up me. too if he's looking for a piercing. Like this, yeah, like, she, she seems like the kind of person that you would have to like ask around about. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Channels, you know what I mean? Not just actually, like, oh, show your yeah, head and hands, fucking it, the penny she saver. hands the menu to him. This is what I do, right? Yeah. And he was like, oh, "I'm thinking about a piercing." And he's, she goes, "Um, yeah, just get the fuck out of here." There Go was ahead. a moment where I thought he was like her assistant, and he was helping her out on like the tech side of her business. And I thought was, that too. My yeah. menu, I want to update it, if, you know, and what are your ideas? And then when he was just like, "I want a piercing," I was like, "Oh, he's just a stupid, <laughs> a stupid dumb client." Um, yeah. I do like her relationship with like. Like it could have been better with her and Bill and like Lance. Like I just like that. Like their go tos for like when she needs mm-hmm. dirty work done, and they're willing to do it. And like yeah. there's there is like it's not developed enough for me, but there's moments like where Lance Lance cares about her. So does Bill in a weird way. But like there's that moments where Lance and her sit down and Lance buys dinner and he's like, I wasn't sure what you would want, so I bought a right. thing. And he he opens up about his mom and how he kind of lets her know like don't second guess yourself you do a great thing and i wish you were around when this happened to my mother yeah right. that was a you great that's yeah. a great scene i thought yeah. that was a good scene yeah Agreed. he gives her the milkshake and she's been yep. so serious and that whole scene she's yeah. very serious and then she takes a sip in the milkshake and she smiles and she, yeah. like, she said really this is good. very good chocolate he's like yeah i didn't take you for a vanilla yeah. <laughs> those moments are why we love mary and yeah. and like you know lance he sort of stills stills the show in that scene too like they're i, I think so yeah you find out a lot about their relationship in that that scene i, I would have loved to have seen more of him 
Well, I think that those are the moments that I think if we got more of that, we got more of yeah. Mary maybe opening up to even these these underground people that she's becoming like her new family in a sense, you know. And I'm curious from be- Nicole is, is that 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 whole land scene is that he's this big brooding guy, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a certain level of sensitivity when he's telling the story about his mom, it's about right? his mom, man, which yeah. which was. It was it was so good. I mean, every the, tough the stuff guy has Bill that. Bill was fine. Yeah. It was just it, it, the 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 Bill stuff was like thrown in, but the Lance thing was really good. I love the way it was shot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. It was the just them the sharing moments together, right? And yeah. she didn't say a word. No, but he he was revealing everything to her. I mm-hmm. loved that scene. Yeah, yeah, he I think says, it was one of the, the best scenes in the film, to be honest. He yeah, said, don't ever devalue what you do, Mary. Right. Yep. He said, you make sure they're guilty and you don't give it a second thought. Yep. <laughs> Keep doing yeah, what I you're like doing, it. girl. <laughs> and it was, oh my God, that was a powerful scene. I loved that whole mm-hmm. shot. You know, the fact that it, it was a one shot of them, like he was eating and she's just listening to him and then takes a sip of the milkshake. And it was just it like to me, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful shot. It was. And I think that moment speaks on like I, that the Saskas can make some moments like that in their films. Like they can write those moments. I just feel like there's other moments in the film that could have benefited from that a little bit of heart like that. Like it can still be yeah. a cold and sort of like leather clad, you know, dark underground film. But they could, if there were a couple more moments of just emotional, I don't know, like just emotional well, moments. Well, Mary, well, and like again, you enjoy that moment. Uh, where did Lance go after this? You know, it's just like yeah, he beat the shit. He wasn't there to help her when scared the bartender because he was stealing money out of the till, and it was just like. Okay, and then so. Mary became a little bit like very into wanting to fuck people up. You know, like when she with the bartender, when she was like, you want me to do something to him? Yeah. Yeah. And like, no, it's not that serious. Like, we're not, you don't <laughs> need to cut his dick off or anything and then sew yeah. it on his forehead. We like, got this. We don't need that. Yeah. We're, we're just going to scare him. And you scare everybody already. Like, just yeah. like that moment she has where I guess she come to come, she comes to grips with that too, where she's, she's going to fuck that lady up in the stall. Everybody exits as soon as she enters in there. And then that lady knows what's up. She hides. And then we get to see that moment, which was cool of her, like putting her tools down and just being nonchalant about it. Like she's just I had a problem with like- that. Is that, that, okay. So there's a, there's a camera in the bathroom and watching this whole thing. It's just like, it's a dirty strip club, I guess, having a camera in the yeah, bathroom. Right. Sense, right. That's You're fine. right. That's though, fair. It's a little odd to have a camera in the bathroom. That's fair. I don't know. And it's like, well, she looks up and sees the camera. And that was the thing that sort of like tells her like, all right, I got to pull back. Yeah, it's you could have replaced the camera with something else where maybe maybe the girl's wallet drops out or something and you see a picture of her and her kid or or, or she dropped her phone and, like, and it was just yeah, like it, the screensaver is like her child you, or something. You see, you see a different angle of Mary and it was just like, as oh, yeah, scored. Mary sees her own reflection while she's yeah, about yeah. Her, yeah. I, don't like, know. I don't think she was ever gonna hurt that girl. I think I she know, was, she had a fucking I think, I think she was trying to scare her. Yeah, maybe. Think? Yeah, I maybe think she was trying. No, I think, I think she, she was looks up at the scare. camera and then kind of draws back after. So I wonder if that was sort of the moment where she was like, "I can't do this here. Mm, you're, you're lucky." You maybe. Got yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I just, I thought she was just trying to scare her, well, but well, she, I could be she, wrong. 
I know, but she she specifically said, pardon my French, but she said, you just put the wrong dick in your mouth or something like that. Yeah, like, like after outside. she like chases her outside and she says right. that. And like, yeah. yeah, she she wants she doesn't want her to ever come back or right. to be with Billy. Right. So right. Right. she wants it seems to so odd, though, that really because she's never seemed into Billy until that very one. Not like, at all. Yeah. One moment. That's, that's one that's of my problems. Yeah, that's one of my problems. I just and don't he's a think, bag, but he does like he will do anything for her. I guess it's it's not about the money. At at, at some point, it just seems like he he cares. Well, about you never her. get yeah. the vibe that that she's really into him until the end of the movie. You yeah. know when no. she does that to that girl, and it's just wait, what? You, yeah, you, you were into this dude. Okay, maybe it's just a power dynamic or something. I don't yeah, know, I but guess. like she has to know that, of course, he's sleeping with his stripper like of course like that's not shouldn't be a surprise right not at all I mean, it also it seems hollow for him too like it doesn't even seem like he's enjoying that blowjob when he gets it well like, they set they set it up to, to where he, yeah they set it up to where he has a total crush on her like because he's he's fantasizing about her on stage yeah uh, also fantasizing about Beatrice. her giving him a massage and then stabbing him but you don't get that from her until the end of like like hey don't mess with this guy or whatever yeah well and even when he's talking about the two of them we could go to la together and like that's very sweet from him but like she doesn't seem like she cares at all you know yeah so i'm not really sure what what that really again there's just there's some moments of character development that are lacking here um but she's certainly out of Billy's league and she shouldn't be interested in him. But I will say you guys have mentioned it a couple times, but that the scene where he's like fantasizing about her, such a great scene. When she's on stage. Yes. Such a beautiful scene. Cause like, again, like she's very sexy. It's a strip club, but it's also just like, it's still classy. And even when she like pours the blood on her, it's just Mm -hmm. like, I love that scene. It's it's great. She picks it up and it looks like a beer, and then the next cut is like just it's blood. And she's yeah, like, it it, it was never exploitative. And by the yeah. way, them talking about going from Redding, California to Sacramento—that's bullshit. It only takes two <laughs> okay, hours. So so <laughs> take it in three days or whatever. Whatever. What was three days from Seattle to? That's where they're okay, supposed to be, right? So, Seattle. So going from Seattle to Redding—that's a that's a nice long drive because you got to go through halfway through Washington State through Oregon into the northern part of California. Sacramento is maybe two hours away from Redding. Did they were in Seattle too? Did you guys see any rain? It was overcast. Where's the rain, man? You can't it was always dark. Seattle I, it was always nighttime. You need some rain. You gotta have some rain. It's Seattle. All our, all the viewers think that Seattle rains all the time anyway, so you got to give it to us. That's true. Even though we're probably wrong. <laughs> probably a big misconception. Uh, speaking on Billy, can I... There was a moment in the film, I didn't notice it the entire time, but there's a moment in the film where his dialogue gets weird. Uh, the audio. It seems like it's over. Yes. Right? Am I, I wrong? Yeah. It got weird oh. for a moment. Yeah. There was like a, one scene in general that was really badly, uh, like... Uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, ADR, whatever, what do you, whatever yeah, you call it. Yeah. The, it was dubbed and then like the sound effects seemed clunky like they were just added in like he put a glass down and then you hear the glass and his his audio just seemed off as fuck and I wasn't sure if that was just maybe the scene was too loud or they fucked up the audio that day so they went back and put it in but yeah, it definitely did, stood out. 
I didn't notice it, but I mean, this is a very low budget movie, so it would not surprise me if that was the case. I think it was the moment where he's talking about the trip, actually, because they're yeah. like side by side. He's Maybe talking so. to her and like just all the sound effects. And then his voice just seemed off this in the, just like the weirdest way. I was like, I, I'm like, I started it started playing tricks on my mind. because I'm like, was the whole movie like this? Or am I just <laughs> noticing now? I'm like, am I bugging out? <laughs> so, yeah. Any other points on the. um on this film, any other? Uh, I just to go back on Doctor Grant's reveal. Uh, we didn't really talk about it too much, but I just, I just thought it was really awesome. Um, just, that just looks the so image good. Of him like floating there. Yeah. Not just the fact that she took his lens, but he's floating midair. You know, yeah. When you first yeah. see him, the idea well, of like him. Yeah, it's a, that body back. modification of the hooks. You know, because yeah. people like to pierce their skins or whatever. But like for me, it was that was a wonderful reveal. Like, like, like seeing him hung out like that and it, all of his extremities are off. And earlier in the movie, he was talking about, you know, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the, the second rule, you know, 12, eight, four, you know, where you got cut off and he was cut off like from every limb where it was like the, the, the four second rule. You remember that Nicole, like where he's just kind of hung up there and yeah. But oh yeah. my gosh, that looks that, that was a place where like the time so we we get that time jump where she's obviously been doing this a while and set up in her apartment. And then we see Dr. Grant after that. So to right. me, the most shocking thing was that because we assumed okay, she had that one night with him and she said it was 14 hours of surgery, and then we assume he's just dead after that. Right. So then when we see that much time has passed and then she goes and he's still alive, that is what really hit me. I was like, oh my, she's been doing this to him for how long? Like, that is horrific. Well, well, and that's another problem with it, though, is that that the she she was talking about the different body modifications that she wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. So she numbed up his mouth. Mm-hmm. So it was like a tooth modification or a split tongue thing. Yeah, we didn't see that. You just saw like snot coming out of his mouth. No, we didn't and... see that. And I'm going to assume it's because of a budget restriction because oh, it yeah, cost maybe. a lot of money to be able to pull that off. Yeah, so instead they <laughs> sewed his mouth shut. Yeah. Which makes sense, too, because he's a piece of shit. And she well, understood. He's like that, branded but... liar on his face, on his forehead, too. That, that see, I love that. I she actually love that. extended his ear. Yep. From what I read, they, she extended his ear, which didn't seem like it was extended. Like, it's apparently you're supposed to extend it, like, over time. And it seems like she might have just rushed that one just to see how it came well, out. Well, didn't she know? say something about, like, like your right ears bothering me? Or uh, I want to get yeah, rid of that, Yeah, she said, too. like, oh, that one didn't come out too good. And she said, like, the one hook looked like it might be getting infected. Could you imagine he's just there in the darkness, like, hanging like that? I thought, I, I, again, I she love the entire scene. But so there's no continuity to previous scenes of what had happened before. Yeah, but that's why it's scary. You didn't know like like all those things. Know. Yeah. It's just like, like oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like you mentioned, like we got to see the initial like beginning of what she wanted to do to him and the torture. Sure. She, she went step by step what she's going to do and how long it's going to take. And then we just don't see it anymore. And I just assume like, oh, they must have disposed of his body. And then mm-hmm. when we get the reveal later, like, oh, she's been keeping him here this whole time. Right. But it, it would have been like to me, it would have been more effective. Like if his mouth wasn't sewn shut 
and he opens his mouth and it's just like you see the tongue going blah, 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 blah. I don't you know, know for like, me it was effective that like he couldn't even speak or cry off for help I, no I understand he was like but, moaning and 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 pain and like literally he got so excited that like he blew snot out of his nose which was disgusting but it like oh, it serviced God, the yeah. scene so uh <laughs> Yeah, like not he was a just a piece of he was a mess. He looked like a mess, which is what he was as a real person anyway. He was a oh, a piece of shit, person. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I did like the reveal. I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of like, oh, security guard just happens to walk in and put you from the And then yeah. hits her in the back of the head and then she beats the shit yeah. out of him, which was kind of yeah, fun like I, to watch. I get the kill scene with her doing that, like it's showing so, her just like hanging out on somebody else too. But with that same scene, is that she tases him and then that was it that's the last we saw of him right yeah i'm guessing they kill like maybe she you know because she had to get rid of the security guard's body by then too maybe i don't know she had to get her lover billy to help out and, <laughs> nicole i think you're right I, I i think there was some really good things about this but it was just the continuity for me it's like it would have been nice to see what happened to the security guard or what happened to that doctor? And it was like, okay, so you assume. Yeah, but yeah. we only have so much time and we don't I, I get that. Two or two and a half, right? So do we need to watch her like dispose of those it, bodies? It, I don't. No, I don't. You don't have to show. I mean, just give me a little bit of info behind that. You, you know, want to see like her call Bill right. and have the conversation with Bill about it then, or at least or something. Or... Well, whatever it was. I mean, even if it's a, a a fifteen second conversation of like, yes, everything's taken care of. We got to close out this, um, you know, that's this. Fine. Yeah, I guess that's true because or... because we don't know. It's never clearly defined like right. what Billy and Lance's relationship are with her. We just see them like taking care of her business right. at some point. So so right. you're right. We we assume. Um, we assume a lot of character relationships, which again goes back to what we were saying about a little bit more character development kind of across the board would well, have made this a stronger movie for sure. Right. And, and we know that that security guard got the shit beat out of him. I mean, just his head, like, cause she's covered she in blood him. and she goes, oh yeah, he's dead. The doctor yeah. And that, yeah. So you know that, but I kind of want to the doctor. The look because... of her in her leather, like, um, schmuck and just having blood all over her is very i don't know that sex, was sex, great sex, by the way that, that was a great look but i i, I want to know very dark but it's sexy doctor. as fuck or both doctors i, I, I at least say well, walsh got beat to death right well and then she wasn't that. even aware of that to be honest like billy did well that you don't know that i mean the, the thing is is that the he, he he was still breathing when he hey we call just, we call marion i missed her call or whatever that is true. Like you don't actually see the death. I feel like they kind of mishandled the whole Walsh thing too, because I didn't sure. honestly realize it was Walsh for, until the detective mentioned him missing. Yeah. Well, well and I, honestly, like, did we even like? Did we even need that to happen? Probably not. Like, no, Grant's the main guy. Yeah, they're looking for Grant. Right. Walsh doesn't need to disappear. I think that just puts the detective hotter on her trail, so she's mm-hmm. got more. She's got more pressure on her now. You know. Yeah. Which is going to cause her to like crumble a little faster, which ultimately doesn't matter because she gets killed. But I, I guess that's probably the reason for that. Well, I would love to see more come up, come up and with these characters of like, you're a piece of shit. You caused this. But even if you don't show graphically of what happened to these people, it's like, just give us a little bit more, just a little bit more. 
Yeah, ultimately, I feel like this film could have benefited from a little bit more in certain places. I couldn't tell you exactly where to pull. Right. Like, I do think, like, like you mentioned, Nicole, the Saska sisters scene could have been plucked away and you could have filled that 10 minutes with something else. Um, right. Another engagement with Mary and somebody, a friend or like her family or even whatever, her with Bill or something. There was also so much back and forth of like, we're at Mary's house. Now we're back at the strip club. Now we're back at Mary's house. Now we're back at the strip club. It was like, all right, I get it. Like you're, you have a low budget and you can't really do, but you could have spent more time. If you're going to be at the strip club, it was like for five minutes at a time. And then we bounce and then we're back. And then, so it felt like you could have spent more time there. Or I would have liked to maybe see more time of her, like, I don't know, developing her client list maybe, or something like that. Or I don't know. I mean, you could even had her like go to a body modification, like event or something. Um, or an underground club or something other than the strip club and kind of make like rub elbows with some of these people and get to see them see well, her could, and, like, and she could have been like a celebrity in their eyes that she wasn't even aware of like oh shit you're bloody mary like oh i know you from so-and-so's website you know what i mean like that would have been right. interesting they kept talking about her and beatrice going to coffee i want to see her and beatrice at yeah coffee. Go, like they'll agree a little bit. yeah i liked beatrice as a character i felt really bad for her that she felt the need to want to look like betty boo because she seemed like she was a very beautiful woman but you know she kind of contorted her face in a weird way like why would you it's like the woman that wants to look like barbie doll right mm-hmm. well here's the thing i loved the look of those the, the like the barbie and the betty boo I love the look of those, the way it was so plastic, but it just, it was practical. It didn't feel like, like, oh my God. That's how people it, look like when they have yeah. too many surgeries, when they it's have unsettling. Two yeah, over it a really was. Surgeries. It is. But, but they're both so, but they're both so sweet. You're just like, oh, I want to be friends with them. They are. They're so <laughs> exactly. nice and they're so appreciative of Mary and like they, you know, they're, they like appreciate her so much and they try to motivate her too. Like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I do appreciate that out of their characters. Um, definitely. Ruby definitely was like, you don't see as much of her, but you know what she was going through and stuff was interesting. Definitely. And I could mm-hmm. see like her husband finding out about it. It's definitely, it's reason enough for him to like snap and want to go after somebody. And like, because obviously I feel like part of the reason she's possibly getting what she got is to, it probably speaks on some trauma she might have with her husband or something else in her life beforehand. I, I disagree. The she doesn't want to I mean, be objectified she, sexually. She reveals mm-hmm. herself to him as if like, she's not being traumatized by him, but the, he, he gets, or so if it's like, a, shape. am I beautiful now? Or like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah. there's a, it's gotta be a reason why she doesn't want someone to see her in a sexual way. Yeah, that yeah. reveal that reveal to me was like like oh my god I, that that shot was just like whoa okay yeah so and like this taking her vagina away to the point where he went you know you can't have intercourse anymore it seems like that's to him it was like emasculating you know what I mean and he seems mm-hmm. obviously he's not like the greatest dude we could tell we don't get a lot of him but we could just kind of tell obviously he's got some kind of he probably has some power over her yeah or Which- something understandable why you would be upset if your spouse did that without consulting you sure but (laughs) yeah but a what made her want to do that in the first place and b you don't kill somebody for it you get a divorce you know you get a divorce (laughs) yeah and it was weird too because like he gets there's a moment where i was like oh is he into this and then i'm like oh no he like cringes a little bit but it was like very subtle 
Yeah. To me, it seems like, and this is just totally reading into it, but it does seem like, you know, possibly they were, they were, you know, on the same page and they were married and like, she's gone down this road and gotten into body modification and stuff. And he probably doesn't, he's probably not really into any of it. And so now she's like clearly gone too far and that's what pushed him over the edge. But did he kill her? I don't like. Was it like did he do something yeah, to her know. and then go to Beatrice? No. Like, what made him go to Beatrice first? I guess he talked her. Maybe he yeah, did something he... to his wife where she gave up Beatrice. Yeah. Because yeah, because Ruby, I don't think knows where Mary lives or anything. Because... No, it was Beatrice that gave up Mary. Yeah, and Beatrice like had to give be or Ruby had to give Beatrice the dress to give to Mary because Mary's right. probably right. very pri- private about that stuff. So she yeah she told him about Beatrice and then Beatrice told him about Mary. So that's how everybody got involved in it. Um, Just these little a couple of, the, of these little things that sort of like are stumbles for me in the movie where it's mm-hmm. like. It's a cool premise. It's got some really great moments, but there's a couple of things where I wish they fleshed out more. And yeah. I think it would stand out more for me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's that through line of of I would like to know just a little bit more of what happened. But the, they're very lucky that they like they have such a strong actress as a lead. Like she just like, I don't know, she just runs the show every time she's on screen. It's definitely even though she's like you said, John, like she's drawn in. So she's right. dry, dry humor or like um but like whenever she's even when she doesn't speak she just has a presence on on the on the film exactly i'll say this is that the husband being the killer like killing her i never expected that so maybe maybe you didn't need that through line maybe you didn't need that like exact explanation of like why he came over just to kill her Uh, although you kind of gathered it when uh what was her name? I'm sorry. Uh, Ruby? No. Um, the one that played uh, Betty Boop. Beatrice. Beatrice. So so as she was calling or, or leaving the message, it was like, oh, shit, something's going on. And then all of a sudden, it was like, like that nice little swerve at the end. It was like, no, the husband's pissed off because you sewed her up. And which... You know, I get that. I, I almost wonder if you, it could have been just as impactful if you just had a client who wasn't happy with their work down the line, too. You know, no. what I mean, this was yeah, like, I mean no. she she lives in a world with some dangerous people. Yeah, sure. So it could have ended in any of many ways. But I know? think I think the husband was kind of like that was the way to go with it. And just kind of that, that huge swerve of like, whoa, hold on a second. Although you saw a scene where his wife revealed herself naked and she didn't have any genitalia or she, she got this modification that he was like, I'm not happy with this. So that, you know, that little nugget of information actually really helped the end. It it did, but it was sort of like an info dump to me too, because it was like then she has that recollection, sure. like oh the boyfriend's picture, oh that's her husband. Yeah, like, yeah we're, they're piecing it together very quickly for us to understand as an audience. I there's a couple scenes in in general that just sometimes could have benefited from a little bit more explanation, like right. the initial but scene I, that kind I, of. I think what, yeah, Nicole had said that, you know, maybe it's a budgetary thing. Maybe you got. I think a it was. More I think that's so. probably exactly what it is, honestly. So. Because I, I think like the first surgery she does, like we don't get to see what happened down there. I never even had any understanding of exactly who the fuck that guy was, like what what his relationship to Bill was. Was he 
was he a friend? Was he a coworker? Like, what was he to them? I thought he was a guy that maybe they had to beat the shit out of. But then why would they have him fixed up? Because they went too far or like, right. He was well, just some guy who was high or junkie. You saw his picture. I mean, that, that that's what you got. Yeah. I didn't know who he was really in relationship to Bill. But I think uh, I think overall, I think we're ready for review time. I think we've spoken on most of the talking points, unless you guys have some more uh, for American Mary. Okay. Uh, John, this is your pick. So you want to go first? Uh, no, I'm actually going to go ladies first, and we're going to judge it by high heels. So, Nicole from Light and Shadow Podcast, I would love to hear what you thought about this movie. So, uh, before I give my review on this, I have to say, this is the first time I've ever talked about this movie like in its entirety on any podcast. I've mentioned it on my show a few times, but I've never done like an in-depth review with anybody else. So, I feel a little pressure here because this is like my official word on American Mary. Um, but I, I love this movie. As I said, it holds a really special place in my heart um, because of just when I saw it and the age I was and the place I was at in my horror journey. Um, I also think it's a really pure example of women in horror because it was made by women. The main protagonists are women. Um and it deals with women's issues. Like, this is a very female-forward movie. And, um, you know, I've heard so many women talk about just how much they love Mary and how she's beautiful and she's stylish and she's strong. And, like, sure, she's messed up, but I've heard so many people just be like, just say, like, oh, I just, I want to be Mary, you know. And I think that speaks volumes to both her character and to Catherine Isabel as an actress. Um I think, uh, you know, Catherine Isabel is a major plus in this movie. I love her in everything, but I don't love her in anything nearly as much as this. Um, I also think just the characters in general are interesting and this world is fun to be in. Um, even though it's ugly at times, it's it's just a fun world to be in. Um, and we're constantly rooting for Mary, even though she's going down a dark path, which then also adds a little bit of interest to the movie. Um, uh, I do have a few criticisms, of course, like I've already spoken to, um, after rewatching it after several years, I think it has lost a little bit of its luster as far as like, it doesn't pack quite a big as a punch as it used to. Um, but I don't really fault the movie for that. That's more of my own just issue of, you know, being exposed to so many things over the years. Um, the acting is, is a little spotty here and there, um, not with Catherine Isabel. I wouldn't say most of the main characters it's not really an issue with, um, but it, but it's not always spot on. Um, again, I think that whole section with the demon twins of Berlin could probably just go. Um, that, that scene has never really resonated with me. Um, I don't uh, like the confusion about is Mary into Billy? What's happening there? Um, I think a little more character development between those two would have kind of given us more clarity on that. Uh, as I've already said, she's way out of his league. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I the the ending in the last shot just nail it for me. The music, the camera angle, the fact that I think the only way for this movie really to end is for Mary to die. All of that <laughs> stuff. I, and I love, I love a good ending. Like one of my biggest pet peeves in horror is that often the endings suck. 
So I really appreciate a good ending. And to me, this was the perfect ending for this movie. Now, the mechanics of how we got there are maybe a little flawed, but the actual end of the movie is just, mm, it's great. Um, So I just, again, I love this movie. I'm super thankful for this movie. Uh, I think clearly the Saskas had this big vision and I think the large swaths of their vision are great and successful. Um, I think there are these little things we've talked about that could make it stronger. Um, But by and large, I feel it's very successful. It draws me in and um, I, I do have just, you know, very few negative things to say about it. So... I'm giving it a nine out of 10 pairs of high heels. Whoa. Boom. Whoa. Nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. Holy John, uh, would you like to go next? Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this nice and short because I believe that our host Jacqueline's going to be checking in here in just a little bit. Well, um, I believe I'm the host tonight. I'm our <laughs> Not host. We'll be checking in later tonight. Um, I really, really love the acting of Catherine Isabel. I thought she was so fantastic. I think what the Suska st- sisters did with the male actors is made them overact. And I, I, I felt that, but it was not a detriment to the movie. It just felt like they were this, you know, this um, um, maybe a what do they call it? The uh, the the um, toxic masculinity that they were trying to give, but it didn't work. But maybe they were directed to do that, and it was it worked out so well. I hate movies with sexual assault in them. Uh, we did one last week, Revenge. I hated it. I hated watching uh, this assault twice, and it was just like. Oh, but Catherine Isabel just really, really carried the movie. I, I thought aesthetically the movie was fine. Um, continuity is my biggest problem with this movie. There was no continuity. I, I There were things I wanted to see. There are other things I didn't want to see. I mean, the guy with the, the dick thing. Uh, why? You didn't like dick guy? Penis guy? Why? Why? The unsung why do we have the big guy, penis guy? It was um, for the humor. It was penis for the guy humor. and Nana. They they needed bigger uh, story arcs, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. I mean, there were just some things in there that it's just like, oh, why are you putting this in here? You know, the Suska sisters being in this was fantastic, but why did they have to play a major pop? part in this movie um i think for shock value to be honest maybe um or maybe they wanted to see themselves on screen i don't know um i don't know um i would actually absolutely recommend this movie to anybody that wants to see a horror movie but i wouldn't say that five years down the line is of like hey give me uh three movies that you can recommend that's Previous to Halloween 1978, um, this wouldn't be one of them. But I would say this movie is a fun watch. I've seen it multiple times now, and I'm going to give it a 
Nicole, I'm sorry. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 high heels. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good score. I don't know. Listen, you don't have to John, apologize to me. I'm, a, I'm aware that this is a gem for me personally. <laughs> John, I wouldn't beat yourself up. But later on, go and mutilate your genitals because this movie is... I'm not going to do that. But kidding. I mean, okay, you can do that if Just you want to. Hydraberg, since you're our host, uh, how are you feeling about this movie? I'm only your host for tonight. but um, Yeah, tonight. so as far as pros, we, we spoke about a lot of them already. I think this is a very interesting premise for a film. Um, I think there's some really clean, like filmmaking also like the camera work. Just, I just, I know it's like, sounds like a trope, like, Oh, you just mentioned cinematography and review, but like they're actually, it stood out to me. Like there were some really great shots in here and there's some really good lighting. And like, I don't know, just a lot of the shots stood out to me the way they framed Mary and like her frame, uh her the aesthetic of like her the costume work was really good and i feel like they just nail like a ton of the scenes especially when mary's in them you know she Mm -hmm. just exudes like confidence and this like dark demeanor um that i just like about her she's you know she's sexy as hell not to mention that uh you know uh, catherine isabel just like puts a great performance and i think you're right um nicole as far as like, I'm not like familiar with all her roles, but I've seen the Ginger Snap films and I've seen a couple of this stuff. And like, um, I think this is one of her, like she just, she seems to own this, this, yeah this role. And I that might also be the character itself. Like she kind of, you know, delved into the character. Like in Ginger Snap, she's playing a young girl who's finding herself. So, and she's given confidence through, be, you know, spoiler, she becomes a werewolf, but, um, and it's a coming of age story. But like with this, it's like, she knows who she is in the beginning. Like even before she becomes like Bloody Mary, she's still a very confident woman. She's very sexy. She's got style already. It's not like she just overnight turned into this dark mm-hmm. being. You know what I mean? Like she was, it was there. It was just this certain side of her came out, you know, based on like her wanting revenge and like delving into this dark seedy world. Um, she was open to it. She fit into it very well. So I like that about that. I said the costume, I thought costume design was really good, even for the guys, like, too. And, like, uh, Betty Boop's character, although, like, it seemed odd to see a woman who wants to become Betty Boop. I liked her character. I liked her portrayal. I thought she was very cute. Um, You know, like, I liked the way she dressed. And I don't know. Her character is very endearing. Um, At first, I thought she might be a, you know. It's because Hydraberg loves Darcy and Mayo Girl. That's what she you were thinking, she right? She did look a little bit like Darcy, like sort of like <laughs> her styling and stuff. I can see Darcy doing her as a cosplay. Right. You know, you might be onto something, John, actually. That might actually have to get into something. <laughs> Who knew? I don't know. This movie opened up certain things for me, made me feel a certain way. Um, There are some super memorable scenes of horror also, like Grant's body hanging in particular. Just That's going to stick with me. Um, There's some other scenes that I thought were really well done. The gore's not like overly done, but there's it's it's there. Um, it's there enough. Like, you know, they don't steer away from it. I thought the surgery scene with the Sasuke sisters just felt a little like, all right, whatever. Like the arm thing was interesting, but like you could have went to anybody to get a, a like a, pl- a prosthetic put in your head. You know what I mean? I don't think I feel like the point that you, you go to Mary for these really crazy things, you know, like the arm switching. But it just didn't make sense to me. It felt like you said, John, like they added that scene in so they can get themselves in the movie almost, you know, you could have had those characters played by anybody else too. If you really wanted them in the film. 
And there wasn't there, there was no like driving force of like why why are those characters so influential in this in this world? We never really get to see it. She goes into that one website and then backs out of it early on. And we never really delve back into that later until like they're mentioned again and they come in. You know, it's basically a payday for her, so she takes the job. Uh I thought the pacing is a little slow in certain parts. I think the story just sort of like it runs in place in the middle. There's a moment where we kind of get to a point where like, like I mentioned, we're just bouncing back and forth from setting to setting. And there's just like not enough happening in each of them where I feel like we could have caught those scenes into one setting where she could have had interactions just at the strip club for a while. Um, I don't know. It just felt I know that might have to do with the budget, too, that they just kind of. And that'll come into play in trivia, too, because Jacqueline left me some trivia. Um, the acting on the Soska uh, twins, is it's just fucking bad. I'm sorry. Like, maybe if they didn't do a German accent, it would have been better. Like, that was... The German accent was just so, like, cheesy to me. I was just like... Agree. It took me out of it. I'm like, you guys are doing a really bad German accent. And we've watched some films that, like, German accents are done by non-Germans, and it almost always seems a little bit like is this okay you know it's it's probably not okay really for someone who's not german to do this i'm hans and i'm franz now's the yeah, time if you're gonna do it at least to yeah pump. now's the time to pump you, you up <laughs> welcome to sprockets when we <laughs> now's the time when we dance yeah did they they never asked her if they wanted to if she wanted to pet their monkey or anything so i was like they're not german no way anyway um and i just think you could have i think the film could have said more I feel like there's several threads that never went anywhere. Like Mary's character, I think just could have had, it could have been more fleshed out. I just, there was a lot to her character. I wanted to know more, you know, like she's a really interesting character. She's really well portrayed and maybe it's the length of the film or the pacing, but there's just moments where I feel like we could have had more with her in the scene. And she's very cold after a while and she doesn't like, emote as much he doesn't speak on certain scenes and there's scenes where literally i would have liked to hear her say what she felt or and she was still acting well in those scenes but i just felt like the character was poorly written in certain parts i just wish i don't know i just wish ultimately she felt a little hollow towards the end and she i know she wasn't a hollow character i just felt like there are moments of that there where i felt like man you could have really fleshed something out here and well, i do feel I like I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I disagree only because it's that's what she went through. I mean, like, yeah, like I know. her, I, her that, trauma. I realize that could have been her trauma. That why we don't get that in her. Maybe right, we could have got more right. of that in her before the trauma. Then there's yeah, even maybe. moments of just her interacting with this underground culture. What I feel like would have benefited to see a little bit more of her doing that. You know, sure. I just wanted to see more Mary being Mary, even if it was darker Mary. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I just I, I think she, I think that's a testament to like the character, though, like she's a great character. I wanted more. Right. So it's not like a huge ding. Um, and I do feel like I said, you know, they jump around a lot to the, these couple of settings and they get a little drab after a while. And I also do feel like the ending, it, it is a little abrupt for me, although it's beautiful. The final scene and like you said, the musical cue and uh, just the the look of like her white and black dress with the blood on it and then the blood behind her. And the fact that at the she did get the suture finally finished, you know, on her own while she was dying, but it wasn't enough to save her life. And I almost could have dealt with that and not seen like the detectives and people like traipsing about after, like just show me her dead body. And I was really pan out and that's it. I don't need to see the rest. Like, I think that's the symbolism's right there. Um, so 
I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on this film because it was a good conversation and it was a, it was my first time watch. So with that said, I'm going to give the Sasuke sisters American Mary. I'm going to give it also 6.5 out of 10 high heels. Nice. Yeah. So, John, don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> I had it at 6.5. I kind of dropped it out of six for a little while and then I brought it back up to a 6.5 because I, I felt do. The, I felt the exact same way, but the thing is, is that I had so much enjoyment watching this movie. I did. I liked. I love. I liked the portrayal of the character. I liked the character, and I liked um, her portrayal of it. Um, yeah. Catherine Isabel is, is is a really good actress. I, I I hope she's doing more. Like I don't see a lot of her. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't follow her career either, though. But like. Nicole, oh, I, I, she, was, uh, she was she was in the second and third season of Hannibal. Oh, oh okay, yeah. so she's done some okay. television. I feel and like she's, she's also also like very interesting character in that show as okay. well. Because she seems like she's definitely honed her craft at this point in, in her career. And then this was you know this was a long time ago, really. So like by now, I feel like she must be a very accomplished actress. I just don't see her in a lot, you know. Right. All right, and we have Jacqueline queuing in to give her review very quickly. All right, thanks, guys. So I love this performance from Catherine Isabel. She is a goddess and, to me, totally transforms into the character of Mary. Um, I hadn't seen this movie since it first came out, and I'd forgotten that it was in part like a rape revenge film, like Revenge from last week. And like that film, it's very disturbing and enraging to see the sexual assault committed against her, which makes it extremely satisfying to see her attacker get his just desserts later on. Um, So I love the brutality of the film. I love the entire visual aesthetic from the strip club to the actors from the body mod community to Catherine Isabel's wardrobe and overall look. She's so badass. Um, Everything just kind of fits perfectly together, I think, in terms of the, the aesthetic and it creates this whole little world that feels real even though there are what i think some far-fetched scenarios in this movie so along those lines i think it's a little unbelievable how quickly mary gets involved in this career of illegal surgeries just because she needs money like i think she still could have made at least decent money as a stripper or bartender or some other service job while she's in med school i mean she's risking destroying her entire future career and possibly ending up in prison just to earn some quick cash. Um, At the beginning, she's talking about some bill that she's behind on and she's down like $350, not like 350 K. I just think it was like maybe not necessary to take such an extreme risk with her entire life. Um, I also feel like the story seems to have been written backwards to an extent as if the Sasuke twins, as much as I love them, but it kind of feels to me like they were trying to find some way to feature members of the body mod community and sort of writing a script around that rather than starting with an organic story and going from there. Kind of like, oh, I have this cool, weird thing that I want to show in a movie. How can I use it? It feels like a little shoehorned in. Uh, Some people have criticized the ending for being abrupt or lackluster, but I actually quite like it. Um, I'd forgotten what happens at the end, And through the whole duration of the movie, I was thinking what she's doing is not sustainable. Like she's going to run out of customers or she's going to get sued or attacked by somebody who has a bad outcome or just anything that could potentially happen when you're existing in an underground kind of world. So I actually think it's fitting that it ended this way. It's a sad ending to a sad and unsavory story, but 
the image of her trying to operate on herself to save her own life is haunting and like weirdly lovely to my sick brain so it kind of like wraps it up nicely in a way so i i really enjoy this movie it's it you know it, it tests my my credulity uh at, at some points but overall i think it's really creative has a cool vibe to it it's um it feels very badass it's gorgeous to look at like Catherine isabel is gorgeous to look at i want to be her and i never will be um so i give this movie seven out of ten high heels <laughs> that's it awesome i think the <laughs> film needed more penis guy <laughs> he was a little bit more penis guy. He didn't really get his full arc, you know. More because he was an idiot. Penis guy. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! You didn't tell but... me no masturbation. <laughs> Thank you for leaving us a review. That was a great lie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I guess when you're dealing with certain people, you gotta be, you gotta really spell it out. Yeah. yeah. Be very specific about the treatment of a body mod. <laughs> yeah i'll have to share with you guys some of the crazy shit that i found just going down some instagram like rabbit holes please don't yeah hey, I'm, I'm good <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> keep it in that brain of yours there Jack. i'll, I'll yeah. send you some, i'll send you some pics oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you jacqueline uh she felt similar to the rest of us um you know she's a little bit in our camp, John, and she was a little bit in uh, Nicole's camp also. She definitely likes this film a lot, um, but she's yep. able to critique it as well. So that's, you know, that's good to see. I'm not as nostalgic about this film. Uh, I don't know about this. is my first time. John, you've seen this a couple of times, right? Uh, yeah, I saw it a while ago. And then uh, this past week, I, I watched it watched twice. It so, okay. yep. Uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a decent watch. I like I liked a good majority of it. Do we have fun? What's that? I'm glad you guys had fun. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. I think I might have liked this better than uh May. I don't remember what I gave May. Nicole, Maybe I, I just kind of like the imagery in this one more than May. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Suska sisters. I love what they did this with this movie. I mean, I did yeah. Everybody makes mistakes and we can criticize the hell out of like any movie, but this was this is fun. They are ambitious, and I like that the yeah. like their driving force and like I love that they their love of the genre. I haven't seen yeah. Rabbit. You know the interesting thing is, um, I was thinking about this. I think this is the only one of their movies I've ever seen because yeah, I'm not which, that familiar which, with their work. which shocks shocks me because I loved this movie so much. Right. Um, they did a movie before this. It was called Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Um, interesting i wonder what was, that's about it was like their student film and i mean it had like really no budget and i always meant to check it out and never did but then after american mary they did a bunch of like remakes and they did a couple of like wwe films that were not horror and i they just never did anything that i was like interested oh, in did they and do the see no evil movie they, they did, did the, the that was yeah that was they horror. did see and Catherine Isabel was in that. And I was like, I always thought I would check it out, but I never did. Oh, and wow. then um I, I this is they did Dead Rising. Oh, they were actresses the, in that. This is the last this is like the only original movie they've ever done. Wow. And I really struggled with that. And then they I believe this past year they released um an original movie. 
Um, but I just sort of, I have sort of lost interest over the last decade, um, which is really unfortunate. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm rooting for them, of course. Um, and if they ever do anything that like, you know, I would love to see them do another like original story that piqued my interest. Um, but if they never do anything else that I love, like this was enough for me. It was a gift for me. Agreed. I I, I yeah. think this movie was fun. I mean, they, uh, like I said, it's I hope they five do. years down the line. Am I going to say, hey, you got to watch this movie? Eh, maybe not. But if somebody asked me about American Mary, absolutely watch it. You'll have a great time with it. Yeah, it's kind of a fun little like hidden gem at this point or like unexpected watch. I mean, it makes it on all of the women in horror movie lists pretty much, you know? So if you're looking for that stuff, it'll show up. Yeah. But, but it is like at this point, it, I remember when it came out, it did have quite a bit of buzz and people were talking about it, but Mm -hmm. it's, that's a decade old now. So it it is uh, a lot of people don't really know about it. It's It's 10 years old. Holy shit. And I do hope that they find more work too. I could see them doing something with Blumhouse maybe, or like, I don't know, like, they have talent. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking up their filmography, and there's like it seems like they're not. They haven't done a lot of work. They did Rabid, which didn't do so well, from what I understand. And then there's On the Edge or something. I think that's the film that you're talking about. Yeah, that. that's their new one. Yeah. Which if I if I remember correctly, that one is about like BDSM, which uh, they have their niche. They there's there's, yeah. the, there's topics that seems like they're very comfortable. Yeah, and about. I'm like, girls, good for you, but I don't think I want to go down this road with you. I just. I don't think yeah. I want to do it. <laughs> I agree with you, Nicole. Not going down that road with them. Uh, Heidelberg, do we have a uh, trivia for this? Sure. Jacqueline left me some of her trivia here. Okay. Let me cue it up. All right. So, um, Ka- Catherine Isabel went. She went to medical school so to research her her role as Mary, which is okay. sort of interesting. She also learned how to suture a turkey for her role. Really? So that was really her doing it. That's awesome. Uh, this film was shot in 15 days, which couldn't, you know, lend mm. itself to why some of the critiques we have, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was it was shot very cheaply and quickly. So uh, but you know what? For the most part, I think they nailed most of the scenes that they wanted to uh, mm-hmm. for. There are other movies that are shot in 15 days that I better a lot worse. So, yeah, you know, uh, the majority of Mary's patients in the film were members of the real life body modification community. So penis guy is a real penis guy. Love that. Yeah, love to see that. He actually showed his dick on camera, like like his modification. I I hope that wasn't his dick. It was pretty pitiful looking. It was gross. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how much of that was like prosthetics or what, but it was, dude. (laughs) It's pretty common knowledge. If you get uh, like a modification done, just stop touching your dick for a little while. (laughs) Put some ointment on there every once in a while and leave it alone, please. Anyway, uh, the character of Mary Mason was written with uh, Catherine Isabel in mind, which makes sense for like how she just slips right into that role. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Saska sisters had already met her years ago, years before when the three of them worked on as extras in uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Well, I didn't realize that they were in that together. Yeah, and they she- were. The Saskas were actor actors for a while when they were I find it odd that they're known as like the Saska sisters and not the Saska twins they're twins right yeah I don't think they like that because they've they've been specifically sexualized because they're attractive twins 
I got and you. so I think they try to avoid okay. that stereotype. Sasuke sisters has twins? a ring to it, but Sasuke twins for some reason is what my my mind wants to say that because yeah, they're twins. And their names are Jen and Sylvia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can okay. see that. Though. I mean, they are you know they're sexual beings. I could you could tell from their scenes in this movie. So yeah. I can see they, them want kind of. They've away. been pretty open um, in the last you know several years about some of the pitfalls they have uh had to avoid as just women in the industry and and they've yeah. ta- they've mentioned that, that is a several fetish times table. yeah yeah fucking guys <laughs> I swear. Hey, i'm sure it's not just guys that have fetishes about twins no i'm not, I'm not saying that i'm just but yeah, saying it's the majority it's of the, the, it, the hey, dudes that fucking have a with the everybody. same dude yeah i know it's it's <laughs> in our dna uh, Tristan Risk and Paula Lindbergh's facial prosthetics make up two hours to apply. They took up two hours to apply for both of them. By the way, we didn't talk about that. How good that looked! Like, like looking. It looks like, fake like, but real. You know, what it I mean? does. Yeah. It absolutely does. Which is how like overdoing your plastic surgery looks in real life. So mm-hmm. right, Nicole, I, did I you could... bring that up? I like to me that looked really good. Yeah, like both prosthetics look really yeah like betty like, boop awesome. looked like she had her lips tucked in a little bit yeah, and pulled yeah. In, and her face pulled, pulled in like hers was a little minimal it was yeah. mostly in her face it looked like because when you see her stripping on on the on the stage her body looks almost normal like untouched it's mostly just her face her face yeah but um ruby's prosthetics were definitely like definitely there was a lot more work yeah. for hers with the nipples and the genitalia and the, her face definitely looked really touched up. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Billy Barker was named in tribute to Clive Barker. I don't oh. remember them ever saying his last name, to be honest. Me neither. But, Me yeah. neither. Uh, Ave Marie is played throughout the film. Ave Marie translates to Hail Mary. I guess that was one of the songs. I'm not familiar with the song. Though. Oh yeah, Ave Maria. That's oh, the... Ave Maria. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was a the... yeah. It was the beginning, it's the, it's right? The classical oh, yeah, song. Yeah. yeah, the classical song from the beginning and the end. Okay, this is funny. On the 18th of June, 20, uh, 2020, uh, Jen and Sylvia both said in response to a comment on Twitter that American Mary is basically horror legally blonde. <laughs> really i mean i guess she's like a student who like (laughs) yeah finds her calling and then like kind of gets thrust into this world that she's not familiar with exactly you 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 can take stylish yeah you could take any movie and say the same thing this is a unique idea this was legally legally fuck that i'm sorry (laughs) that was stupid that's stupid it's not legally blonde horror all right, so fuck that. Um, also, the Sasker sisters' parents they mortgage their they remortgage their house in order to raise money to finance this film. Whoa! And yeah. Moreover, both parents apparently appear in this movie also, which I don't know who they played. Um, their dad is Was the it other Nana? surgeon. Their their dad is the other surgeon when she's uh, switching the twins' arms. That's their oh, dad. Really? Their mom, that's the dad? Not, yeah, that's their dad, but I'm not sure who the mom. Maybe the mom is Nana. Yeah. Oh, on the phone. Their, Nana, Nana was like, why are the people your age always taking off their clothes now? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, is somebody trying to steal your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Nana's cute. Yeah. I love I Nana. Nana. She was awesome. She was. 
So uh, next week, next week is Jacqueline's pick. Is it? Yeah, it is. I have it. I know what it is, but. Oh, what is it? So I'll reveal it. We also have a special guest. That I'm that I'm going to keep secret. So, ooh, okay. So we are continuing Women in Horror Month. So we what's are. what's the it's thing? The final week of Women in Horror Month, and we're going to be rec- uh, we're going to be covering um, uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two. I believe it's from 1987. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> it's a rockabilly time. <laughs> There's a lot of God, really some musical numbers in there. And yeah, can't wait to hear what you guys think about that. I've only seen it once. This will be my second time. So Uh, but they're both on Shudder or and also um, the second one's on Tubi and Pluto if you don't have Shudder. But you can watch them both commercial free on Shudder right now. So Mm -hmm. so if you want to do a double feature, because Straight Chillin is also covering the first one this week. So Mm -hmm. you want to do that, you watch that and then you come here and you. You watch the second one and you, you can hear both of us talk about Summer Party Massacre within the, in next the month week. on a ridiculous note. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> women in Horror Month. Yeah. And then it is a Women in Horror Month. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was directed by a woman. Oh, my God. It was. It was. So it was the first one, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, it may not be the most female-centric movie, but um, it's definitely <laughs> I mean, it's there's mo- there's going to be stuff to talk about in that film for sure. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's, there's history. Yeah. There's yeah. behind the scenes stuff yeah. going on with those movies. Yeah. So, so the trivia should be interesting, and it'll be a good talk. And we have a special guest, but I just don't want to reveal him yet. Uh, him? Not on the show yet? Yeah. Him or her? His gender. It's a him. Okay. But I don't want to tell you who it is. Oh. First time guests. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Nicole, but, they, what? Yeah, Nicole. We I was love say, Nicole. Where can they find you in Light and Shadow Podcast and all the things you do online? Well, you can find me, Light and Shadow, colon, a horror podcast, um, on all the podcatchers. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook at Light and Shadow Pod. Um, you can also find all of my Women in Horror Month content. I've parked it in one place. So if you go to lightandshadowpod.com, right there on the homepage, there's a link to like nice. the collection of Women in Horror. So you can find it all in one place. And then this year's Women in Horror Month episode is coming out later this week. I recorded it earlier today. Um, Did so you it'll have come Justin out- on for it? <laughs> you know, I went solo this year. This is the first oh. year I've done a Women in Horror Month episode by myself. So, um, yeah. So look for that later in the week. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. You can catch us on Twitter at a cut above. I'm sorry, cut above horror. And um, if you want to email us, which nobody really does, but I'm sure we're going to get some emails soon. I think I think there's maybe some some interesting, um, I don't know, emails about women in horror month or what's your idea? You know, what do you think about rape revenge films or I don't know. What do you think about our next pick? Um, the next pick should definitely have some emails written in about it. Uh, so you can email us at um, a cut above horror review at Gmail dot com. And make sure you follow us on Facebook, uh, a cut above colon horror review. We want to uh, say a huge thank you to the five star reviews that we've gotten on iTunes and on Spotify. Make sure you give Nicole that five star review Absolutely. on iTunes yes. and on Spotify, Please. Uh, light and shadow podcast, because she's awesome. 
We love her. Uh, she's been on eight million times, even though we she's the fourth her. member of a cut above. She, yeah, she's the fourth member. But um, thank you, Nicole. Thank you to all the nice ratings. So, there you go. Thank you for allowing me to come on. It's always such a great time. Yes, it is. It's always a great time having you on, regardless of the film that we speak of. But um, tonight was a good time. Definitely. Hold on. Let me do it. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about Slumber Party Massacre 287. I believe 1987. Yes. 1987. And keep it creepy. <laughs> <laughs>